Welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. As we approach the 20th year anniversary for the Generations Ministry, that would be the year 2023. So this is the big year coming up for Generations. And we just want to take some time to talk about God's blessings upon the ministry and just to give God thanks for uh, just all the opportunities that he's given to us over these years. And our interest has been to equip the man of God for every good work. It's just the discipleship ministry that Jesus sent us out to do when he said, hey, uh, teach them to observe everything I've commanded you. And that's really the thrust. That's the vision for the Generations Ministry. We want to bring a biblical worldview to bear on every area of life, personal life, business life, cultural life, political political life, every area of life, not just the institutional thing, but also our personal life, our family life. And we want to bring it into family discipleship. That's big, big for the Generations Ministry. We endeavor to tie everything into the gospel, the coming of Jesus, the lordship of Christ, the salvation of Christ. And we're aware of the enemy, of course, uh, the zeitgeist, the spirit of the age, the statist Borg, etc., has just been a gigantic challenge for uh, every ministry and, of course, every family, every church. Um, but what we want to do today is we want to talk about what God has done. And uh, some good memories of the ministry through the years. And I have uh, three of my very best friends uh, with me on this broadcast. They are the guys who make it happen for the ministry. Chad Roach, board member for Generations and our parent organization, Christian Home Educators of Colorado. And um, my friend, my compatriot, the man who helped to start the ministry, really it would not exist without Chad Roach. So very thankful for Chad, Joshua Schwiso our right-hand man for the publication ministry of Generations and the entire curriculum project, uh, Joshua Shuiso with us as well, a pastor in our local church, but also um, a man that I've just grown to love and been with together for, wow, it's been about 14 years. Uh, and also Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's been been with us, I'm thinking, nine to 10 years, and uh, he has the, been the publicity guy, but really the operations director for the organization. And, uh, wow, we would not have seen so much of the growth uh, without uh, Daniel Craig. So welcome, my friends, my brothers. Uh, wow, it's been good to be together for all these years. What a privilege, huh? What a privilege. Chad, I'll talk to Chad Roach first. Chad, talk to us about history. I, I can remember, you know, uh, traveling to 4550 states. Uh, I think we probably did. I don't know, 25 conferences a year for, I'm going to say, six or seven years. So what does that add up to? You know, like 180 conferences. You, me, and my son Daniel in hotel rooms all around the country over a period of six, seven, eight years. Wow. What what memories? I mean, that's where it all began. Yeah, there you go, Kevin. It's good to be with you today, and it's good to be with you over all these years and to start yet another year together. So I think you're right. You know, Generations, we uh, we started out pretty humble beginnings uh, as a radio program. We were just on AM and FM radio in the Denver and Colorado Springs area. And we thought, oh, man, I wonder if we can add our radio program to our blog. 
And that was kind of like, a, oh, you know, the beginning of internet radio. And it just felt like such a bold and novel thing, you know, however many years ago. Now it's like yesterday's news. Everybody's yesterday. doing it now. Everybody's doing it now. But like, man, it felt like such a big deal when we switched from AM and FM radio to internet radio. That just felt like that was like the huge risk. We weren't sure if we were even going to be around in a year afterwards. And uh, well, here we are, I guess. <laughs> I guess God hasn't gotten rid of us yet. So yeah. Um, you know, and then, like you said, yeah, we wore out a little bit of luggage on the road going to mm. different conferences. I think that there was a heart there to continue to see that Christian discipleship message, you know, the hearts of fathers and sons and raising godly children in an ungodly world to see that vision really uh, sink in. And Chad, you'd never forget what we carried to, you know, 178 cities around this country, uh, totes. Rubber yeah. made totes. Okay. Well, we were, I, I don't we know were, of any other ministry that did as much as we did, but we, we were able to save, you know, something like $647,000 in postage by, by carrying all that stuff with us. Thank God for Southwest, you know, not doing well, well right now, but you know, Hey, you know, free luggage. Yeah. Let's go for it. And, and all of us got two totes. Uh, you know, six, eight totes to 140 states. Yeah. Well, I mean, when your annual budget's like 38 cents a year, you have to get creative as to how you're going to get the books out to these conferences when you go. And I think I remember the first time traveling with you, I was like, okay, so like we have two bags each. So like that's one bag for clothes and one bag for books. Right. And you just gave me that look. And I, I understood that the look meant that both bags were going to be for books and that we'd have to figure out clothes some other way. And I think I even remember on some trips, you know, it's kind of like, well, wear all your clothes at once yeah. and then you don't have to pack them. That's and for international can... trips. That, that was for New Zealand, Australia, right? Uh... Yeah, that was for New Zealand, Australia. If you wear all of your clothes all at once, you kind of look like a snowman walking <laughs> on board. But, you know, hey, it, it does the trick, right? You can, get, you can get more books to the people that you're talking to. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Stay so much on that time on the road that we kind of saw the next need that God really put into our heart, which was to um, help build better resources for the educational component of that family discipleship. And I think that's really where the heart for, you know, building books and curriculum. I think my dad had a conversation with you, Kevin, many years ago, and he said, look, if this is our vision, if turning the hearts of fathers to their sons and sons to the fathers, if, you know, raising godly children on godly world, if that's the vision, then how is our day-to-day educational and curriculum resources, how is that either encouraging or distracting from that vision? And I think that that's really where God laid upon our hearts a burden to build better resources, better curriculum to support those homeschool moms and dads day-to-day in the discipleship of their children. And that's when Josh entered the picture and really helped us kind of bring up our uh, our curriculum offerings to a new to a new level. And that was a fun turn in the ministry. Exactly. And so I'm going to bring Joshua Shuiso in right now. Uh, Joshua Shuiso showed up about 14 years ago. And I remember meeting at our office in Parker, Colorado. What a great opportunity to to bring a young man in who was just hot to trot for the kingdom of God and to to bring good books into the uh, the homeschooling movement, the family discipleship movement. And you're right, Chad, I think it was the fact that we really needed some kind of an approach that would meet the vision or the message that we were taking to all of these states and various countries around the world. We wanted to find something that would really meet that, you know, uh, word of God centric uh, Christ-centric, biblical worldview-founded form of curriculum, and with that family discipleship edge. In other words, it wasn't built for a classroom. It was built for a home. It was built for 
uh, moms and dads to be walking side by side with their children as they sat in the house, as they walk, by the way, as they rise up, as they lie down to keep that word of God as a front lip before their eyes. So that that was the goal for this curriculum. And Josh, it's been a it's been a good, long journey to get to where we are today. That's right. Yeah, it has been a joy to work with you, Kevin, to work with the rest of you brothers for so many years. I think it was 2009 when we first uh, met. And uh, around that time, you were looking to start the Shepherd Center and bring some young men into your home. And so around that time, maybe 2000, early 2010, we began working together. And uh, it was a joy to see how the ministry was starting to to grow as these different interns were assisting and uh, contributing to different parts of the ministry. And I do remember, in terms of our book ministry back then, how how few titles comparatively we had back then. We had, I think, in terms of curriculum, there was just two Christian classic guides. We had those two spiral-bound guides that were just these initial efforts into introducing Christian classics in a curriculum context. And from those initial few curriculum products, I think we're somewhere in the upwards of 70 to 80 to 90 different titles between all of the curriculum that's been developed. And it's just uh, remarkable to see how God has enabled us uh, to make such progress in uh, bringing out these resources. And then it's a joy also to just hear how God has used it in the lives of various families um, and how it has been a a tool for discipleship. Since we see, of course, that our resources are not an end-all, be-all or an end in themselves, but just tools that God can right. use uh, right. to strengthen Christian families. And that's what we pray whenever we develop these books is that, Lord, please use this. Make this to be an edifying resource uh, for your people. So it's been a joy to to be a part of seeing that. And grow. I have so appreciated working with you, Josh. Um, I, I cannot think of anybody in the universe that I enjoy sitting down with and brainstorming through these curriculum choices. And I mean, it's, you know, you piggyback on my ideas. I piggyback on your ideas. And I mean, it, this is a, a match that God has put together in this ministry that, where it was just, it, it, it was the catalyst, it coalesced, it worked. And, uh, and the other thing that you mentioned a very important is that, I mean, you came into my home 13 years ago and Josh would stay overnight you know, two nights and be here for three days a week working out of my basement. And, and that was, you know, for like seven or eight years, I'm talking about Josh living in my house for 8,427 days. I mean, that's, uh, that's phenomenal. That's right. We got, <laughs> to, we got to really get to know each other and we got to work very closely together. And certainly, as you mentioned, it's been a, a great fit because uh, we, we've been able to <laughs> really in, indulge many of our own interests in these areas of uh, the things that God has placed on our heart, things that we love. We love uh, we love the, the Bible. We love God, history and, and what God has done in history. And so we have uh, plenty of opportunities to speak about these things. Um, and uh, so it's been a joy to work together on that. And Josh, what are we adding to the, you know, 4 billion books produced in any given year, whatever it is? Um, we, we, we really believe that God has placed it upon our hearts. God has called us. I feel it's a calling to bring a specific set of books to families, not just here in America, Brazil, uh, uh, China, uh, uh, Vietnam, uh, Mexico, uh, you know, many other nations around the world. Uh, what is that in your view? How do you right. describe well, that? We've often talked about our curriculum being front-lit curriculum, which comes from Deuteronomy, that passage about how the Word of God is to be right in front of us at all times, both as parents and then as parents communicating that to our children. 
And so that's been, I think, one of the most primary components is that we want to see the Word of God is central uh, in the, the materials that we develop, that uh, the Bible is just laced throughout. And as we've said, not as a post-it note, but as a, as a means by which we teach the Word of God in any uh, given subject. And also, um, I think that we're really seeking to find uh, and restore uh, reading Christian classics. We want to see the literature of God's people, this great inheritance that's been given to God's people over the years to to be restored and to be read by Christian children and young people as a solid foundation for the future. Uh, of course, we love speaking about God's works in history. That's a, that's an important part Huge. of Psalm 78. That we, yeah. we do not mm-hmm. hide these things from our children, but we declare it to the coming generation. And so we are wanting to uncover all the best stories of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done uh, in building his church. And so we definitely have a strong emphasis upon the history of the church upon uh, the history of missions. Uh, I think that is really a unique component of our curriculum that I haven't really seen duplicated uh, in any other homeschool uh, curriculum. And it's been so much fun, you know, just digging into the history of, you know, Jesus's church and the missions work that was done in Northumbria. I think of Koi Fee, you know, one of the very first uh, uh, pastor evangelists that just takes the gospel throughout Northumbria. And it was kind of funny, he jumps on his horse and he runs out and burns down pagan temples and establishes Christian <laughs> churches. And, and yeah, I just the, remember I, those stories, you know, we were thinking, I've never heard these stories before. We got to get these into the curriculum. Um, but anyway, it's it's been a lot of fun going through the history of missions and bringing that into taking the world for Jesus, taking Asia for Jesus, taking Africa for Jesus. Yeah, and every continent covered now. Wow, it's been a blast. And and you know, people are receiving this stuff, right? I mean, we're mm-hmm. I, I'm overwhelmed. I think I just wrote in one of my e blasts, you know, it's just I've never seen so much a reception and so many homeschooling moms. Christian fathers and mothers around America going, this stuff is what we've been waiting for. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have testimonies of children who've been saved, converted, as they've been reading through, say, Christian Classics 1, which is perhaps our our most powerful uh, series of autobiographical uh, testimonies of what God has done in the lives of, say, John Bunyan, Augustine, um, John G. Payton, etc. So, I mean, that book is probably the most transforming book. Uh, one mom said all three of her children were converted as she was reading through those. I mean, phenomenal, just phenomenal. Yeah, and that is the exact answer to prayer that we would we would hope for as we uh, set forth these resources uh, to see our children walking in the truth. There's no greater joy as as we read in Third John. Exactly. Daniel Craig, I want to bring you in. Uh, Danny has been with us now for almost 10 years. And Danny... Uh, Wow, God's doing an amazing thing with our ministry, and you've been part of this growth. Um, you know, what's going on? Is, is, there a, is there a market opening up? Are people wanting this? Is God opening the, up the hearts of, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of parents, not just in this country, but uh, all around the world? You know, it's good to be on here, Kevin, and certainly look back on the last uh, 10 years with a lot of gratitude. Uh, certainly because of what I've been able to be a part of here at Generations, but the things that I've learned in the way that ministry has impacted my family and is now impacting uh, my children as we're 
beginning to use the resources that Generations produces. And I show up to dinner at night and uh, Katie's like, Daddy, I got a new story to tell you. And I hear the story that I never learned in my you know, home education experience, as, as wonderful as that was, um, because of the resources that are now in my home and being used by my wife with our children. So mm-hmm. it's been a tremendous blessing. Um, you know, I, when I think back on uh, the course of Generations over the last 10 years, I was thinking about my first experience with the the leadership at Generations, I don't know if you remember this, um, but 10 years ago, I was working in higher education and uh, was involved with helping homeschool students sort of merge into the college pathway and, and, and figuring out more affordable ways of doing that. And in the midst of that, I was experiencing a little bit of sort of this discomfort with, wow, we, we're putting all this discipleship effort into um, the homeschooling years, and then we're sort of shipping them off to the same anti-God higher education institutions that everybody else is going to. Does that really make sense? And I think some of that was stirring in my heart, Kevin, because of your teaching uh, that I had received in the areas of mentorship and whatnot. And so I remember um, putting a proposal together uh, to the company that I was working with saying, hey, you know, maybe the college degree is the right thing for some people. I think it is. But in any approach to life after homeschooling, don't we need mentorship? And I've certainly borrowed that concept from you. And I sort of got a, you know, when I presented this proposal for a mentorship based life preparation curriculum, I presented that proposal to the company I was working for. I kind of got, you know, a polite, you know, thank you for bringing this to us. And it didn't go anywhere. And then I remember the experience of sitting down at the table in your basement um, with the Generations Board of Directors. And I was like, so, you know, I had my pitch all put together. What do you guys think? And I was like, sure, let's do it. It's like, well, that was easy. Um, and, and so that was sort of my introduction to working with Generations. And the reason I tell that story is because um, I think that Generations by God's grace has uh, been at the tip of the spear in terms of meeting uh, a market need that uh, has just really been developing over the last number of years is people are less and less um, satisfied with traditional forms of education, the traditional pathway, even in the homeschooling realm. I think that there's a sense that, hey, it's 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 less about the college degree. It's, it's less about the high school diploma. It's less about checking all the boxes. And let's face it, the generation's curriculum is kind of different, maybe even a little weird mm-hmm. compared to um, the normal approach to education. But I think the market is ready for something that's different and that is uh, is, is more ready for something that's different and more aligned with our priorities as, as Christian parents. As, as we've been able to develop that, the market has been has been ready to receive that in some neat ways. Yeah, and our focus has been on on the development of character and faith. Uh, right. preparing for life. We have a life integration uh, aspect to it and the centrality of God, you know, and you talk about God-centeredness. That to you has become really important mm-hmm. to what we're doing, that this is God-centered. This is meant to elicit worship and praise mm-hmm. as we study history, as we study science. And that rings with parents mm-hmm. who are discipling their children yeah. for Jesus, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with having a God-centered approach to pretty much anything <laughs> yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason that that rings is because parents say, yeah, that is what I want, right? And, and, and as you parent, and as I'm starting to parent, I'm, and I'm you know new at it, but 
the reality is, no, that there is there is no greater joy than to see your children walk in the truth. And and so I think that the priorities for parents are shifting and they say, you know what? God, God can take care of all these other things. He promised that in Matthew 6, 33. Uh, what I want to do is, is seek first the kingdom of God. And so yeah. uh, as we've been able to um, bring this message to a broader audience, um, we, we're seeing great reception. And I think I'll just tell the story of, of, of how that came about to a large extent and how God provided a way um, as we were preparing um, for a major release of curriculum that came out in, in 2020, um, several years prior to that, God was preparing the field um, through a conversation that happened back in the beginning of 2017. And what happened was a former board member's wife for, no, a board member at that time for Czech, for Christian Home Educators of Colorado, his wife um, had said, hey, uh, I think you guys should really consider this uh, format of an online summit for getting your message out there. Mm-hmm. And right. so we did some research and and hadn't been super familiar with that. And, and, and so we looked at the content form and said, okay, yeah, we think this, this could be really, really worthwhile. And so um, it was, of course, about 10 times more work than we imagined. But in the spring of 2017, we produced our first uh, homeschool summit. And it was the homeschool curriculum summit. That was the first topic that we did. And to our amazement, we had uh, over 10,000 families sign up from all over the world. And that began a major opportunity to bring out this message of God-centered family discipleship and a curriculum approach um, that, as Josh said, is a frontlet curriculum. And it was so well received. The first summit was uh, right around uh, 10,000. The next one in the fall was right around 20. And then, um, you know, we've, we've had summits typically in the range of 20 to 30,000 families per summit. And that happened over 27, 2018 and 2019. And then what happened in 2020? Explosion. Yeah. And in, uh, March of 2020, uh, I was, this was all happening. And I was, uh, I remember where I was, I was on vacation with my family and we were like, we have an amazing opportunity. How do we do this? And so we basically put on three homeschool summits in the course of three months in uh, March, April, and May to try to meet the demand. And I think reached somewhere around you know, 50,000 families that spring. And that was simultaneous to the largest release of curriculum that we ever had. And I think, Josh, what did we release in 2020 spring? Uh, Four spring? grades, five yeah. grades or so worth of material. And so God has just been timing these things in terms of the the market interest, the COVID impact, and our curriculum being released all at the same time. And we just praise him for that. And we're very thankful to have been part of um, what has brought, as you said, many testimonies, people saying, you know, my child's hunger for God is growing. Um, I'm a former public school teacher, and I can't believe how amazing this is. And we're just like, well, this is what happens when you bring God back into the middle of curriculum. I'm amazed at what God has done and just opening up the doors for us. And that's why I, or, or, or separating the Red Seas for us. That's the way I put it. I would never have believed that, you know, God would have given us this much in terms of opportunities. And Chad, it, it really extends internationally too. you and I were in Brazil just this last year. And that was a phenomenal opportunity. We're talking about 
3,000 excited families for the first national homeschool conference, already 75,000 homeschoolers in that country, probably heading up into the millions at some point. Uh, wow. I mean, just the opportunities are burgeoning. And it, I think it's the secular schools that are taking over all these countries and Christian families are saying, is there another way? Can can we bring a Deuteronomy six seven family discipleship vision to bear to to you know address the massive secularization of education that is utterly destroying nations and destroying families, Christian families? Well, it doesn't take a very long walk around socialist South America to try to ask the question. I wonder if there's a better way of doing this. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of families in Brazil. Um, which has, you know, a very unique and interesting uh, evangelical history to that nation. And I think that they have woken up and realized the secular educational model is not serving their family down in Brazil any better than it was serving the families here in, in America. And they said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And they went to the word of God and they started making it up as they go. And then all of a sudden someone said, hey, I think you're homeschooling. I think that's home discipleship. And we, uh, by God's grace, got to be involved in helping them coordinate their very first homeschool conference that we know of in modern history in Brazil. Certainly possible there was something that we weren't aware of, but the first one of any size or significance that we're aware of. Uh, and uh, yeah, to go down there and to see these families. And boy, are they excited. It was like mm -hmm. rewinding homeschooling back to the 1990s here in America, mm -hmm. where these families, they were jazzed. They they loved it. Dads loved being a part of their kids' lives. Moms were excited. Of course, they're you know doing a better job than the school system is anyway. And they're loving their children and they're seeing the fruit of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Like, what's there not to love about that? So yeah, you got a, you got a country on fire for home design down there. You know, let's talk about the vision for the future. Obviously, no profits here, but we do have a prayer burden. We have a vision. We would like to see certain things. And Danny, I think you nailed it when you said there's no greater joy than to see our children walking in the truth. Mm -hmm. And that resonates with every Christian parent in this mm -hmm. world uh, today. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's what we want. But can we expand on that, brothers, as we wrap this up? What's the vision? What, what do you want? What do we ask our listening audience to pray for as we move forward into an increasingly secularized world, as we move forward into, you know, some rather intensive challenges that lay ahead of us in terms of sociopolitics. Uh, what are we looking at? What, what are we wanting to see in the next year or two? Chad, you remember that vision that you cast at the Czech conference back in 2019? I do. Yeah. We talked about uh, seeing uh, the Lord bring down uh, the systems of education, the public school system that was sticking its thumb in his face and putting a homeschool on every corner of the streets. And that was interesting because that was right before 2020 when yeah. God shut down all the public schools and and put a homeschool on every street. Yeah. Um, and and uh, just, just so the audience understands, Chad stood up in front of the our annual a conference in Denver, four or five thousand people, and he he pro projected it had a vision for a time in which, uh, you know, every public school would be shut down, in which uh, homeschooling would appear on every street corner in America, and he went on and on, and that very thing happened the very next year. So <laughs> we're not calling it a prophecy, but we do call it an answer to prayer. Yeah, amen to that. And I think the heart behind that is to see the heart of families warm again to this message. It's to see a nation no longer cold towards their own children, to see 
dads genuinely loving their sons and walking side by side with their sons and sons with their fathers in kingdom work together, excited about the gospel, excited about God in all of life, excited about working together, excited about serving together, about caring for others. Like we're talking like a genuine transformation of culture here. You know, Fox News, CNN, New York Times, they all have their vision for what needs to happen in this country. And we think that all those visions are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, shallow compared to the total transforming vision of seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ transform the way that families walk together, love together, learn together, serve together, worship together. That's what we want to see. And, and, And may I say that I would love to see every man and woman of God equipped for every good work. I would love to see moms and dads equipped for family discipleship and the weaning of their children away from the socialist, uh, humanistic uh, educational systems that have been so destructive. And, uh, you know, that children be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ, not just here in America, but everywhere around the world. Parents empowered, encouraged, equipped, ready to do the job again in every single country around the world. Uh, no exceptions. That's what I think God is calling this ministry to. Uh, Danny, any thoughts on future vision, prayer requests, yeah. a prayer burden? Well, I would say just building off of what your brothers have said, um, it's breaking down the compartments in which we tend to live our lives, um, where we have, you know, a Bible study time. And then we go for eight hours of working through the day with very few thoughts of God. And and now I'm getting personal. I'm like, ooh, that one hurts because that's how I tend to, to live my life. And what we want is communion with God and worship of God throughout every aspect of our lives, individually as parents, and then to see that reflected in the lives of our children. I was, um, this is kind of interesting. I'm going through this prayer book here that was given to us by uh, an attendee at our recent Shepherds Conference. And uh, he's a Christian brother from Cambodia and um, just really struck by this idea here of that. And, and I think this re- reflects the heart of generations that um, communion with God would prompt, aid, and sanctify every act of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the essence of what we want for our lives, for our families, for our children, for our churches and for our world. Quickly, Josh, prayer burden. Where are we going from here? Uh, What would you like to see with the future of the Generations Ministry? Yeah, well, a lot of my focus, of course, as we mentioned, is with the publications. So I'm thinking a lot about developing that and how that will be used in the future. And I think about some of those stories in history where God would use sometimes a book to make an a massive kingdom impact. I think of something like David Brainerd's diary that so many missionaries read and it inspired yeah, them towards yeah, service yeah. in the kingdom. And while I can't claim uh, anything of that level of historical importance for our resources, unless God would choose to use them that way, I would say that uh, I, I desire that God would use what we have created for the strengthening and passing on of faith. That's one of the, the lines that we have at Generations is generations passing on the faith. And so we want to see not only the faith preserved, but strengthened and then the kingdom of Christ advanced. And so uh, I think the prayer request would be that every resource that we put out would be instrumentally used by God uh, for the strengthening of the kingdom for the strengthening of faith, so that God would, in other, in other words, just establish the work of our hands, uh, that this, uh, these things would be a waste, but that they would be really useful for God's people. 
Chad, we want to be sure that we have the resources necessary to meet the opportunities. And I want you to kind of wrap this up for us. Um, you understand that I had to squeeze through some pallets to get back here into my studio in my basement this morning. Um, it's kind of crowded down here. I'll just tell you that. It, it is it is a little tight, and um, though we enjoy and have embraced the frugal years of generations uh, maturation, we are prayerfully looking to uh, continue growing this organization so that we can serve the, the the folks that the Lord has put in front of us. And that group of people is people all across the United States that are discipling their children, people in other countries. I think we have something like over 100 countries uh, on our database of folks that are um, you know, prayerfully seeking the same vision we are of discipling their children all around the world. And we want to be faithful with that. Um, we are looking by God's grace to move into a larger facility in 2023. And there, uh, there are some needs there. So for any, anyone listening to this program that wants to come and go shoulder to shoulder with us and continuing to push this vision forward in the coming years, um, there's some needs for 2023 to be able to expand and to be able to handle the books at scale that we need to send. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you're right. I mean, we're, we're busting at the seams and we've lived in our basements and home offices and sort of done this on a shoestring budget for a couple of decades. And I think the Lord is calling us to get in a facility that has enough room to really be able to um, efficiently process the uh, the orders and the um, just the needs uh, that are there with our books. So uh, for anybody who wants to come shoulder to shoulder with us and who who believes that these things that we set out here uh, are as exciting as we do, we just invite you to consider um, you know, praying for us, financially supporting us, and uh, being with us uh, through another year. And join the team, the best team in the world. <laughs> That's the way I put it. Oh, we got a great team. Uh, and it has been a huge privilege for me to work with this team. And all we're asking you, friends, if you you know God so leads you in this direction, uh, join the team and support us with your prayers and financial obligations if you would like. Uh, but uh, you know, as as the Lord leads, uh, what a wonderful journey it's been, my friends, over these what twenty years of the Generations Ministry. And I appreciate uh, God bringing these men together with us: Chad Roach, Joshua Schwiso, and Daniel Craig. And all four of us have been homeschooled <laughs> i just just thought about that so we have been the product of family discipleship faithful family discipleship i'm thinking each one of us have had faithful godly mothers and fathers who have uh, discipled us uh, to stand on their shoulders and to continue this ministry this vision into the next generation and the next and that's why we call this the generations ministry friends you've been listening to generations radio this is kevin swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.